You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. E-S-N-Y. <laughs> know how this goes episode 39 of the wide right podcast i'm your host ryan honey of elite sports new york and the elite sports radio network uh after the giants 17 to 9 loss uh recording after the giants 17 to 9 loss to the uh los angeles rams which occurred on sunday recording this on monday been busy the last day and a half or day or so last 24 hours so was not able to do i guess an immediate reaction but i'm still going to call this immediate reaction because like what do i care um so, you know how this goes. We're going to, you know, review the game. The Giants' fourth loss, uh, consecutive loss to start the year. They're now 0-4. Give, give you my thoughts on how the offense went, which was not pretty, again. Um, you know, give, my, give you my thoughts on the defense, which was strong compared to the uh, loss of the Niners. But, um, yeah, 0-4. Uh, the Giants are Week 5 matchup. With the Cowboys coming up, I believe that is a road game. I would assume because I believe the uh, I believe the kickoff is 4:25. So yeah, 4:25 p.m. Giants at Cowboys, not on Fox, which I thought was weird. I figured that game would be Troy Aikman, Joe Buck, Fox, 4:25, America's Game of the Week. Even though either team um, sucks, um, but it's on CBS. But uh, yeah. Giants now at the bottom, still at the bottom of an awful NFC East division. Division leader is now the Eagles at 1-2-1 after their win over the 49ers on Sunday night. Uh, I mean, that that division does not even deserve a winner. There's not So there's going to be, what, three uh, wildcard teams now in either conference? Uh, I would take every single team from the NFC West over any team. Like, like have... Four teams in the NFC West, the NFC South and North leaders, and then one more wild card team. No team from the NFC East, and it's going to be crazy when the winner of the NFC East, who's like going to be six wins, five wins, plays against a wild card team like you know maybe the Niners or uh, the Rams, who's probably going to be much better, who's definitely going to be much better, and then that NFC East winner is going to get the home game in the playoffs. So a six and ten division winner for the NFC East is going to play like a twelve and four Rams team or you know twelve and four Niners team. Now that's crazy. That's uh, but that's the NFL playoffs for you. I would take zero NFC East teams. That's just no. There's just no good team in that division whatsoever. Um, but start with the Giants game. So uh, the offense obviously. Wasn't fantastic whatsoever for the second straight game. Couldn't find the end zone. Daniel Jones hasn't had a touchdown pass in three weeks. You know, it, it, the the offense, 
They can't, they can't get anything going ever, and they don't they don't have anybody. I say it every single week. I, I sound I sound so repetitive, but the offense is repetitive every single week. It's the same story, the, the, the same exact story. The last two weeks, nine points. That's it. Each of the last two games, nine points. So they can't get any. They they don't have a great offensive line. So Daniel Jones can't have enough time. If he doesn't have enough time, nobody can get open because if you take Darius Slayton out of the game, what other option do they have? You know, Golden Tate can't do much. He did more after the game yesterday when he had his little altercation, or that shouldn't say little, huge altercation with Jalen Ramsey. He did more after the game than he, you know, what he did during the game. Tate did. So you don't have him. Evan Engram disappears or drops balls. He yeah, he has one good game, and then he disappears for two weeks. Uh, you know, Sterling Shepard's out. Uh, Barkley, obviously, out. Caden Smith is reliable here and there, but he's not a true starting tight end, really, in this league. I mean, sometimes we think he is. To be honest, in reality, he isn't. Uh, so they can't get anything going, and it's the same story. Each of the last two weeks, they, they can't move the... They, can't move the ball really consistently. They can't put together long drives, successful drives. And, you know, the best that they can do is get, you know, somewhere near the red zone or in the red zone, and then they have to rely on Graham Gano to kick a field goal. Each of the last two weeks, it's the same thing. Graham Gano kicking three field goals. Um, but as I said before, Daniel Jones didn't throw a touchdown pass for the third straight game, uh, which is crazy. The Bears game was the first game of his career, or start of his career, where we didn't throw a touchdown pass. And now that's happened three straight weeks. Um, he did turn the ball over with that late game interception, and Jones now has seven turnovers and two touchdown passes through four games. That's an issue. That's an issue. We thought his turnovers uh, would you know, decrease this year. You know, that's certainly something he worked on in the offseason. Uh, he got, uh, he built, you know, he grew in muscle, <laughs> you know, that help with taking care of the football. He looked visibly bigger and stronger, you know, in training camp as, you know, in comparison to last year. But it's not. It's not improving. In every single game, there's a turnover. Whether it's a pick, whether it's a fumble. He didn't lose the fumble uh, yesterday, but he did fumble the ball that he recovered. Uh, so, it's, you know, it. Daniel Jones hasn't played well in those regards. And to be honest, he hasn't played well overall. Jones has not been great this year. But, you know, again, as I say all the time, how can he really have that much success when the O-line isn't great, when there are no weapons? You know, they, they defenses realize that and they take Darius Slayton out of the game, which is what the Bears, Rams, and the 49ers did. And Slayton has kind of disappeared since that first game in which he had two touchdowns. The defenses they're playing are smart. They take Slayton out of the game. Jones has nobody to, nowhere to go. Nowhere. And the Giants are basically reverting to him just, you know, executing zone read keepers at this point. He's the team's leading rusher, I believe. Still. Um, but as far as these turnovers are concerned, I fan, fans, the impatience among this fan base is growing when it comes to these turnovers. It's an every game thing. It's an every game thing. And now we start to wonder, is this ever going to change? Is this ever going to be not an issue anymore? When's it going to stop being an issue? Because right now, it's still to this point that has not occurred. The switch from, you know, the turnover uh, machine to taking care of the football consistently and efficiently, when is that switch going to be made? Doesn't seem like it's going to happen anytime soon.
Okay, we every every single week I'm like, is this gonna be the end? It isn't. So I mean, but he hasn't really been that Jones just hasn't been totally special at all this year. Hasn't reached three hundred yards yet passing. Um but I am definitely one to, you know, give him you know, be patient with him to a certain extent. You know, I I wrote this week about how like you know if these turnovers don't start to change and if his play doesn't start to improve and if it, if you know the Giants' offense doesn't start to improve whatsoever, you know, are people going to begin to question whether he's you know able to truly lead this offense in this team? Because say they go like zero and sixteen, which I think is a definite possibility, especially if this offense doesn't start getting something going at all. I definitely think 0 and 16 is a sheer possibility, and then at that point you get the number one pick. Uh, they they may have to go Trevor Lawrence. I'm serious. So they're gonna have to they're, they're gonna have a new GM come in if that's the case, and then he's gonna want his own guy that he drafted. So it may be the end of Jones, but you know that's still that's still a long ways away. I'm definitely one that says you need to have patience in Jones. I know the turnovers are an issue. I'm the I'm the first one to tell you that they're an issue, but He's young. Uh, you gotta give him credit. He's he's not he's not surrounded by the most efficient assistants. You know, Jason Garrett hasn't exactly been the best play caller. Um, there's certain things, there's certain mistakes that you know the offensive line is still in, isn't strong. Andrew Thomas is going through some growing pains. Uh, the interior of the line isn't great. Will Hernandez hasn't played well. Uh, you know, Nick Gates hasn't played well at all. They switched out Cam Fleming for Matt Parrott yesterday. So it's um, you know, you don't have consistently consistency on the offensive line. It's it's tough to have success as a quarterback, let alone a quarterback who's twenty three years old. Uh, as far as the run game, I thought the run game was a tad bit better, uh, but of course, still not great. It's not really. I don't think it's going to be great this year. Uh, you know, Wayne Gallman racked up forty five yards and six carries. I think the Giants would utilize him more uh, than they've had. You know, he was a healthy scratch a couple games ago. They really haven't utilized him much. I think they should use him more. Uh, Devontae Freeman rushed for 33 yards, but Devontae Freeman proved he can be a decent pass catching back um, out of the backfield. Four catches, 35 yards. I mean, if you can have an extra option like Freeman, uh, you know, in the passing game for Jones, that's always a benefit. They need options, as I said. As I said before, if they sh- shut out Slayton. Where's Jones going to go? You need options. Uh, Giants actually outrushed the Rams 136-58, to which is absurd considering the Giants were the worst rushing team in the league and the Rams were one of the top. Giants actually outgained, like they outplayed the Rams though, which is crazy because the Giants offense wasn't good enough at all or else they would have scored more than nine points. But that's how like, I guess, putrid the Rams offense was on Sunday. Or I guess you could also say give the Giants some credit. That's how good the Giants' defense was. But the Giants actually outgained the Rams 295 to 240. Um, of course, that wasn't enough. Giants also had 33 minutes of possession time in comparison to the Rams' near 27 minutes, which is a huge step up from Week 3 when the Giants had 20 minutes of possession time in comparison to the 49ers' 40, which is absolutely uh, disgusting. Uh, you know... And the O-line, just in general, allowed five sacks, four of which were by the early stages of the second quarter. This offensive line looks like it's not improving much. Andrew Thomas wasn't the best. 
he definitely rough game in the beginning. Uh, listen, this Giants team, they may have, this Giants offense may have outplayed the Rams on the offensive end. You could definitely say that. And the stats are there to back that up, but there's still so many issues. The Giants are the only team in the league not to have reached 20 points yet. That's an issue. Remember when we were all complaining about when Ben McAdoo was calling the plays? This team never scored 30 points. This team's yet to put up 20 points. The Jets have put up 20 points. Atlanta's put up 20 points. Houston's 0-4. They've put up 20 points. You know, the Bengals have put up 20 points. Everyone has put up 20 points except for the Jason Garrett-led New York Giants offense. That's an issue. It shouldn't take five games to put up 20 points, at least five games. Who knows what's going to happen on Sunday? You know, that it's a it's a tough week. The Giants are coming back, I believe, to the East Coast today, Monday. And then they're already probably out, what, Friday? Saturday? Probably Friday. They're going back. They're another big travel week. They're going to Dallas. <laughs> like, who knows? It, it, that, that That's tough. You know, that's... Then you got you to gotta figure out, you know... When you're leaving, where you get the, your hotels and stuff like that, uh, which is tougher in a pandemic while trying to prepare for a football game. You know, going to, from East Rutherford to LA, back to East Rutherford to Dallas, that's not a, exactly a easy situation, which it may affect them in this game Sunday. So who knows what what, what how the Giants are going to do come Sunday? 20 points? I don't know. <laughs> As of right now, I don't see them scoring 20 points ever. So, uh, let's talk about some good stuff, some better stuff. Um, defensively, I thought this team played great. This defense could be good. I mean, they have guys. Especially after crumbling against this 49ers backups, the Giants actually played extremely well defensively in this game, even without uh, Julian Love. Uh, excuse me, not Julian Love. Even without uh, Jabril Peppers. Uh, the first drive when they allowed that when the, when they allowed the Rams to drive right down the field for a touchdown wasn't great. Neither was the touchdown at Cooper Cup when the blown coverage occurred. I think either you have to watch the play either Julian Love or Blake Martinez screwed it up. It's tough to tell who was supposed to follow that guy. Um, but uh, overall, they contained the run, uh, which was definitely part of the game plan, and they forced Goff to throw the ball. There was just a few circumstances in which the defense came up short. Such as those, you know, the touchdown to Cooper Cup, and then the the first draw, the first long drive, and it cost them. But that's what happens if you can't score points in the offensive end. All that has to happen is for the defense to let up, you know, a couple big plays, and that's it. There's your game. That's why scoring points. That's why a consistent, effective offense is so important. Because if you only put up nine points like the Giants have in each of the last two weeks, then you know, all the defense has to do is let up a few big plays and you're done. Game's over. That's exactly what happened on Sunday at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California. Uh, I thought there were a couple guys, as I said before, this this defense has, you know, guys who can play. I mean, there may not be stars. You know, there's not, you know, they don't have an Aaron Donald. They don't have a Khalil Mack. Uh, they don't have an... Eddie Jackson, or Jalen Ramsey, you know, or Jamal Adams. They don't have those types of guys, but they have guys who can play. I thought Blake Martinez played well for the most part. Team leading eight total tackles. Um, same with Dexter Lawrence. 
You know, Giants can have a real good front seven. This pass rush just needs to be consistent, and they need to utilize it consistently. You have guys, when you look at this pass rush, you have guys who can play. Marcus Golden, I think, needs to be used more. Uh, Lorenzo Carter can rush the quarterback. O'Shane Zimenez, eh. Um, Kyler Fackrell, I think, is a uh, was a good pickup by Gettleman. He had a second sack of the year yesterday. And you know, Austin Johnson could be in the mix as well, who's one of the reserve defensive linemen. He forced a fumble. He had a sack in yesterday's game. Played well, made some plays. That's what you got to do, make plays. That's what he did. Giants have guys in that front seven. Uh, and, you know, David Mayo is still yet to return. So when David Mayo returns, there's going to be even more guys. Because Devontae Downs isn't looking like the guy, uh, you know, the best option for the inside linebacker spot alongside Blake Martinez. He Devontae Downs just hasn't impressed whatsoever much at all. Uh, so when, Devontae, when, excuse me, when David Mayo returns from injury, then you got... You know, the pass rushing group that I just mentioned, Martinez and Mayo. This could be plus Austin Johnson, Dexter Lawrence, Dalvin Thomas, and Leonard Williams. I mean, this could be a decent front seven. Even in the secondary. The secondary has played fairly well for the most part this year. Ryan Lewis looked good. Better than Isaac Yadam. So maybe he becomes that second corner this team needs opposite of James Bradbury. And, uh, you know, when... Xavier McKinney returns. Don't forget about Xavier McKinney. I know some people probably have because he got hurt about a month and a half ago. Uh, But when McKinney returns, they're going to have bodies in that secondary. Bodies. You have James Bradbury, who is probably arguably the top pickup of the offseason. Ryan Lewis, Jabril Peppers, Julian Love, Xavier McKinney, Logan Ryan. Darney Holmes in the slot. I mean, that's seven guys are just named right there. This could be a defensive backfield with serious potential. They just have to bank on the improvement of guys like Holmes, Lewis, and Love. Uh, but I thought this this Giants defense, this Giants secondary played well. Um, it, 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 it's played well for much of the year. It's, it's just that one Niners game. That's it. It's just that one... 49ers game where they allowed Nick Mullins to throw for 343 yards and one score. That's it. I mean, they're fifth in total defense, 328.3 yards allowed per game. As far as passing defense is, is concerned, they're the secondary is sixth in the league, 221.5 uh, passing yards allowed per game. I believe they're ninth, yeah, ninth in rushing. And as far as scoring, they're 13th. Or tied for 12th, rather. It's a decent defense. It's definitely better than last year. Definitely better than two years ago or three years ago. They just have to utilize the. They just need to be consistent. They can't have you know a game like uh, what they had against the Rams, and then have a performance like they did against Nick Mullins and the uh, 49ers. Yeah, I'm still not over that. <laughs> Probably won't be. That was ridiculous. And they need so they need to be consistent in the secondary. The guys need to come together. They need to find, I think, the right mix of guys to have on the field at once when you talk about the defensive backfield. And aimed seven, you got to pick, you know, four or five of your best guys in certain in certain circumstances. You know, I definitely like to see Darney Holmes continue in the slot and for Logan Ryan to continue in the um, in the sort of def- defense's X-factor role where they're just having him everywhere. Uh, 
And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with Julian Love and um, Xavier McKinney when McKinney returns. I think McKinney will start, at least eventually when he returns, maybe not the first second game, trying to get him uh, back up to speed. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they do with um, McKinney and Love and that that safety group when McKinney ultimately returns. Uh, but yeah, I, I think we saw on Sunday, this defense can really step up. It's the offense just needs to put points on the board. That's it. You know, that, that's, that's what it comes down to. You got to put points up on the board or else all your defense has to do is let up one or two big plays. And that's what cost the Giants on Sunday and now they're 0-4. But, so next week they got uh, Cowboys 425 p.m. Eastern Time at Jerry World. Uh, I hate saying that. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, if they could just step up defensively like they did against the Rams and put up points on the board, I don't see how they won't win. But, bad teams find ways to lose. And the Giants are a bad team, believe it or not. And they will find a way to lose. But, um, will I endorse a Giants win? I don't know. I'll talk about probably not, but I'll talk about it in the next episode when we preview that matchup. But all right, thank you so much for tuning tuning into episode thirty nine of the Wide Right Podcast. I'm your host Ryan Honey of Elite Sports New York and the Elite Sports Radio Network. Follow me on Twitter at Ryan Honey E S N Y. That's at Ryan Honey E S N Y. Subscribe, listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Podcasts, wherever in the world you get your podcasts. And all right, I'm out of here. <laughs>